Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader Weekends. Every Saturday we bring you a bonus episode of our business podcast, How to Be a CEO. This is a cut-down version, so hit the link in the show notes to hear the full thing or search your podcast provider for How to Be a CEO. There are new episodes every Monday morning. You've got to be ahead of the game, right? One step ahead of the opposition, on the cutting, no bleeding edge of technology. Innovate or die, yeah? Well, true. But what happens when you're too far ahead of your time? We were probably five years too early, if I'm honest. People thought we were mad. If you know, Why would you put appointments online? Why would you put health information online? Nobody wants that. That just sounds like a security risk. Tom Witcher is the founder and CEO of Doctor Doctor, tech used by patients and clinicians to book and cancel appointments. You know those texts you get reminding you you're supposed to see your doc tomorrow? It's a pretty good chance it came from them. It uses AI and it was founded in 2012, so long before the world ever heard of ChatGPT and worried about the implications of artificial intelligence in the workforce. Chess is like a really good example here where a human and a computer together are the ultimate chess player. It's not the computer on its own, it's definitely not the human on its own anymore, but a human and a computer together are super powerful. And, and that's the model I try and apply to kind of how do we leverage these things at work. I'm David Marsden from the Evening Standard. We're going to be talking about AI and healthcare and its uses and limitations for entrepreneurs. But the good thing about being early to market is, if you survive long enough, there are rewards to be reaped. Dr. Doctor's belated 10th birthday present this year was £10 million of funding. So that's got to be nice. The funny thing about when you raise funding is uh, you never feel you can celebrate because it's when the real work starts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You spend six months prepping it all and then actually by the time the money's in the account, you know, you're, you're on to the hard of it, which is going and delivering. But yeah, like it was a great sign to raise that amount of money in what is a really hard market. I think it says a lot about the belief people have in health at the moment and, and the traction that we had at that point. Tell me about the problem then what did you, when did you realize it existed and when did you realize i can fix this hmm. well so, so the problem we solve is helping patients get hospital appointments booking changing and then making sure that the appointment is appropriate and valuable which if you spent more than about 30 seconds in a hospital you realize is pretty big and pretty important it, it happened for me because I was, as I said, I was working in a hospital and I was doing sort of improvement projects. So how do we improve the efficiency of the theatres? How do we make the outpatient department a bit better? And I was sat in an outpatient clinic in Coventry Hospital, kind of doing what we call a study. So watching, watching the patients turn up for their appointments. And I watched five patients in a row turn to the front desk, elderly, and they put their letters down and they were told that that clinic had been cancelled. And all these patients had travelled in, they've got the bus or they've got a lift or they've taken a day off work or whatever it was. And the communication hadn't got through to them in time. So it was a wasted day for them. They were then told the next available appointment, you know, it was going to be another six weeks. So it wasn't just a wasted day, but they weren't getting the care they needed. And it was, you know, 2012, the iPhone had come out. 
a few years before, right? Like the iPhone was like five years old. It was starting to get some real traction. Um, I just got one and I was like, this thing is gonna transform the way that we do health. How soon was it before you had like even a hundred thousand people rather than two million? I mean, if, if all startups on a hockey stick curve, and we certainly have one because it was so flat for the first bet, we won a contract with Nottingham University Hospitals three years in um, to do all of their outpatient activity. And that was, that was a big moment, you know, suddenly we were doing, we've been doing lots of little bits in clinics all over the place. And that was our first, like, all right, we're doing a whole hospital, QMC in Nottingham. They do 1.3 million outpatient activities a year. And we took on all of that and, and digitized it. That was cool. And the patient benefits and the savings they made were really helpful. And then in 2016, we won the contract with guys in St. Thomas uh, to do their outpatients. And that was, that was a real turning point. We had a few, you know, we had sort of 10 or so customers at that point, but you know, GSTT is the, the biggest and best known teaching hospital in the country, arguably, I'm sure UCLH would say otherwise, and you know, probably um, some of our friends further north, but that, that size of institution, realizing the value that we could deliver made a huge difference. And that, from that point onwards, you know, the, the numbers were t- ticking up by the millions month on month, really. But in that point, when everything was flatlining, mm. did you ever think, I'm going to have to go get a job? Did you ever think, this isn't going to work? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a job and buy my car back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it uh, on Auto Trader. I am... Um, yeah, definitely. The thing about startup life is the highs are high, but the lows are super low. There were a number of occasions where we thought the business was going to run out of money. I think we've had four times in the business's history where we pretty much had about threepence in the bank account and it was waiting for that next invoice to be paid. Certainly times where it just felt like the problem was so hard. You know, and I remember talking to a, a client of mine when we were trying to get a contract signed and it had been months and months and months and we'd been doing all this work you know, essentially for free because we didn't have a contract. And I just said, we're going to have to walk away. So she she went and pulled, you know, every string she could and got that contract signed. And actually that's been a great, really great relationship ever since. But yeah, numerous times, I think we thought we might have to, might have to go and get a job. I think the thing that got us through, David, is, is a belief in the mission. I wouldn't recommend anyone starts a health tech business unless you really, really, really care because it is such a hard problem. But the reward is so great because you, you, you're genuinely helping people. Um, and we, we measure the impact of our business. We have a set of impact metrics. And um, in our business, I can truly put my hand on my heart and say that, that the impact we have on patients is directly correlated with the financial success of the organization. And that's a brilliant thing. All right, better go deal with that. Okay, so while that's happening, here are some ads. And hit your follow button so you never miss an episode of How to Be a CEO. It's a bit like getting a reminder every time a new episode drops. Back after these. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I wonder if the, the challenge for you has changed in uh, in sense of people's perspectives and things. So when you're starting out there, you're, you're trying to persuade people that using AI and algorithms can make this work more efficiently. But in the last yeah. year, the conversation has been about AI is taking everything over and it's a terrible thing and, and it's going to ruin all these things. Have you seen that change and, ha- and have you had to adapt to it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the AI revolution probably has been overstated in the effect that it will have on, on most people's jobs. There's no doubt that, um, you know, if you're a software developer, AI can make you 10 times more efficient because it can help you predict the next bit of code you need to write. And I think the same is true if you're a doctor. So AI is not going to replace the job of a, of a doctor. The job of a doctor is to help someone come to terms with their diagnoses and make sure that they have a you know, they have a good outcome. The diagnos- diagnosis bit, AI absolutely can help with, but it can't do the human parts of medicine. If you look at the size of the NHS waiting list, we've got, what, 7.4 million people waiting for care. If we can use AI to better triage, better stratify, help doctors make better decisions so they can do the human part of healthcare, I think it only means a better healthcare service and a more rewarding life as a clinician as well as kind of better outcomes as patients. So... It will change things. I think it will change things for the better because it will make everything more personal and more human. And that's what we've tried to do. You know, we've tried to build pragmatic AI into our technology such that if you're a patient, you get the right care more quickly. We're not trying to replace the doctors. We're trying to help you get to the right person so that you can have a human interaction. And how have you guys found the advancements in AI over the last 10 years? Have, has that made your life easier? No, I don't think it has, actually. I don't think it has. <laughs> AI is everywhere, right? Like if you try and if you write a, an email these days, your email program tells you what the next few words are gonna be. And it does make I guess it does make your life ten percent better, but as an entrepreneur, the problems you're solving are by default new and they're edge cases. And if you're solving edge case problems, you need people to think in different ways, out of the box ways. And I think AI is brilliant. Like if you're writing a research paper or if you're, you know, if you want to learn about a new topic quickly, ask ChatGPT and it'll help you get up to speed. The next jump needs creative human minds, often lots of them working together. What's the future for you? What's next for your company? Our aim is to move the NHS to a hybrid model where everybody gets the right care in the right place when they need it. That was Tom Witcher, CEO and founder of Dr. Doctor. In the meantime, head over to standard.co.uk for all the latest business news, interviews and analysis.
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.